0: Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield.
1: Hello, and thanks for tuning in. This is Mike Mansfield with The Loon Group. Thanks for listening to Wealth Puzzle Radio. I've got my good friend, my co-host here, Tony Shore. Tony, it's an exciting day. We're going to continue. The dialogue. What have we been talking about the last two weeks? We've been talking about how mom and dad are about to give us sixty-eight trillion dollars, and we are stoked.
0: Well, I would like that. I'd like even a, just a tiny portion.
1: Well, you said. I think. What'd you say? Two hundred bucks was your number. Something.
0: <laughs> Probably of that. Oh. Of that sixty-some <laughs> trillion dollars, I believe give I'm going 200 to bucks. be getting two hundred dollars.
1: Oh. Ah, once Ooh.
0: once the bills are paid,
1: you know. Well, somebody's getting the money. Where? Who, who's getting all the money then? Jeez that ladies. would be
0: that would be Michael Mansfield of the. Lindner.
1: Oh, is it me? Uh, <laughs> lucky me! I think I'm gonna actually hang up now. I'm gonna go sit on the beach in my lawn chair and wait. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> now you and I are, are going to keep working, but there are a lot of folks out there inheriting a lot of money. And then what do they do? And even if they didn't inherit it, let's say they did save hard and start early and. Had a great job and saved it up, so uh, we've been talking about what to do with that money and how to protect it right well,
1: that's what we've been talking about is is inheritances happen in a lot of different ways, and this wealth transfer that's going to happen over the next twenty years is unfortunately focused on all of our friends, the baby boomers, you know as you guys cycle out of this earth to wherever you might go, there's a lot of assets that will transfer and we Tony you and i we spent a lot of time in the last two weeks talking about. Mainly like the retirement account stuff, you know. What about beneficiary designations and what about mandatory distributions and all these things that that people are subject to? But there's other kinds of assets, right? There's the stuff assets. There's homes. There's yep. the after-tax accounts. There's real a lot est- of different real things.
0: real estate. Uh, you know, oh, that's a
1: big that's that's and to be fair, that's where a huge amount of it is. It's just in yep. in property assets. Yeah. You know, owning mom and dad's house. Yep. Um, stuff like that. So what do you got to do? What do you need to do to be prepared? You know, that's what we've been talking about. Um, one of the things I thought I'd touch on today that I thought would be interesting is just basic estate planning. Now let me put the little asterisk up here on the radio waves. I'm not an attorney. I'm not giving legal advice. However, I am a licensed certified financial planner which does give me some leniency on discussing basic estate planning. That's a big component of that education so that we can help clients with it. I'm also a registered legal document assistant. So I actively prepare legal documents including estate documents. So I'm very versed in looking at them and dealing with them because we put them together, sign them and notarize them all the time. So I've got a lot of background in this stuff, but once again, the goal isn't to give legal advice. If you need some legal advice, give me a call. I can hook you up with one of our estate planning attorneys, and they would be more than happy to walk you down whatever rabbit hole you need to be in. So there you go. Was that a good enough disclosure, Tony? I don't know.
0: Well, sure. And I know you work really hard uh, to see, look at the big picture and to help people with this, but you always right. work alongside Uh, actual estate planning attorneys, you're the financial advisor, and you have the big picture in mind. And then when an attorney is needed, uh, you work with them there and utilize your attorneys for the clients. And I think it's really good that somebody be a quarterback and have the overall big picture in mind. And that's it's the same way with taxes. Sure, you have to work with a CPA at some point, but really, you know, you need to look ahead and look at the big picture to really maximize sure. uh, what you have, minimize that tax mm-hmm. burden. And you know, taxes play a big part in protecting your legacy and passing along money to your loved ones, don't they?
1: Doesn't well, you're it? so right. And there's so many caveat issues that we can discuss with that stuff. But you bring up a good point though. It's you know, it's funny about working with a proper financial planner, someone that focuses on retirement income planning. See, my goal isn't to only help you with the things that I make money on. My goal is to help you with all things that are relevant to your financial retirement life. If we need to talk to an attorney, if we need to talk to a CPA, if we need to get this done, if we got to find that answer, I will help you do that. I have the resources. I have the knowledge. I have the skill set. Heck, over the last couple of years, I've actually gone on, as I've mentioned before, I've gone down to the car lots and I've helped many people purchase cars. Now, I don't, I don't financially gain from doing that. Uh, in fact, I actually just enjoy it a little bit, but you know, people look at that as a big financial decision and I help my clients with financial decisions. So those are some of the things that we do, but Hey, estate planning. So what I did is I, uh, just for the, the sake of, you know, whatever, I pulled it up online. I Googled proper estate documents and boom, I'm on legal zoom right now. So legal zoom says you need four central estate documents. And so what are some of the obvious things? Any ideas, Tony, some of the documents you might need? Uh, A living will or a will. Okay. 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 Anything else? Um, A medical
0: medical power of attorney? That's the same thing as a living will. Is it? Yeah. All right. So I already covered that. Um, Yeah. So the power of attorney in
1: general, right? Yeah. Yeah. Financial. Yep. And what about the big ticket item? Anything that might you, you ever heard the word probate and think about your house well, sure. or anything.
0: So is that covered other, in your will like what happens to your home if something should happen to you?
1: Kind of sort of kind of, but we still want to protect you from the probate court if that's your desire. Uh, everyone's got a different desire. So some of the big ticket items that Tony just touched on. Number 1, you need a will. A will is kind of a simple document though. Um it you know, per legal zoom right here, this is sounds intimidating, but is nothing more than a written legal document that states how you would like your property and assets distributed. Boom! Look at that. So it just calls out what well, you want to happen when you're gone. Wow. It also allows you to designate an executor, someone who would be in charge of dealing with that. So a will is a good thing to have, right? Because if something happens to you, You want your wishes followed out. I recently was talking to someone last week and they were explaining to me this family situation because they have no children. They're not married and they have no estate planning documents done. And they said something to the degree of, well, I want my one sibling to get it, but I certainly don't want my other sibling to get anything. And I said, well, geez, you better get something in place because it might not play out like that if this falls to a judge in a probate court. So you got to be careful. You got to have this stuff in place. And the other thing is, is we got to do this. I mean, you know, Prince died without wills and trusts and things in place. People are inherently lazy with putting yeah. this on the back burner. Aretha I Franklin argue, died. Yeah, without. a lot of big names. There's, pro- we could probably Google that next. Famous people who didn't have a state documents. The um, but look, I, you know, in my practice, I have at least. One out of three or one out of two people that walk in here, you know, that are adults don't have any of this stuff done. Mm. And see, one of the stigmas that I always hear when I say, whoa, why don't you have your estate planning completed is they say, well, I don't have any money. Well, you know, when you don't have assets, that shouldn't be the concern because assets only dictate maybe the nature of the documents that you need. At a minimum, everybody needs an advanced health care directive, which is a living will, or uh, you know, power of attorney for healthcare, whatever you want to call it, something that says, hey, whether you're rich or poor, if you get hurt and you can't take care of yourself and you can't make your own healthcare decisions, like being on life support or not, you need to put someone in charge of that. See, Tony, don't you think that that's a document that relates to everybody, no matter what they got in their bank account?
0: Well, yeah, yeah, everybody Absolutely. needs a will and needs powers of attorney, regardless of whether you have two hundred dollars in your bank account or two hundred million,
1: right? Right. It's totally true. And then the same exercise is, you know, if you only got a few bucks in your bank account, if you can't make your own financial decisions, you should have a financial power of attorney that allows someone to do that for you. If you decline and you can't make your own decisions. I mean, a financial power of attorney gives people the ability to talk to Medi-Cal, Medicare, or social security. I mean, that's something that applies to everybody. Uh, It allows them to deal with filing a basic tax return, things like that. So You need to have these documents in place. You know what's ironic, Tony? What? Is when I think about estate planning, I think about like the, I jokingly call it above the ground documents and below the ground documents. Ah. See, if you're below the ground, maybe there's some usefulness to your your trust and your will and things like that for, for your assets being distributed how you want. But the reality is you're not here. And so, you know what? It is what it is. But if you're still above the ground, if you're still ticking, but you can't make your own decisions, that's a lot scarier to me. That's the stuff you need to absolutely hands down, no questions, no ifs, no mens, no buts, whatever you want to say. You got to be protecting yourself. You got to make sure there's somebody in place that can be your steward, be your loved one, act on your behalf to deal with you from a healthcare and financial standpoint if you bonk your head and you're laid up at the hospital.
0: Yeah, I think that's very important. Obviously, that's huge. Tony's all
1: making notes. We should get your stay plan done after this. We should radio show. We
0: we should get it finalized, shouldn't we? And why do (laughs) people? This sounds
1: so good. I think I'm gonna go do it after this. Well, why
0: do people put it off? It seems like that's one thing people really, probably one of the things they procrastinate the most
1: about. Well, you know, bad things happen to everybody, but for some reason it's always external for most where, you know, everyone can be dropping dead around you, but you know, it's not going to quite happen to you. People have the uncanny ability of saying, I'll deal with it tomorrow. I'll deal with it tomorrow. I'll deal with it tomorrow. That's certainly one piece of it. And the other piece in general is the cost is, you know, oftentimes using an attorney can be a little pricey. But the benefit of using an attorney is hopefully they're doing it correctly. See, you can go do the knockoff route. I've had a lot of people go online and order estate planning documents online. In fact, I, I can think of one very memorably I met a few years ago locally. They were going on a trip to South America, Tony. So they went online to one of the major you know, places online where you can just push enter and get your generic estate documents mailed to you. Sure. So I meet with them. And I say to them, oh, do you have your estate plan complete? And they said, absolutely. And I said, oh, very cool. When did you do it? And they're like, oh, we did it last year. We went on a trip last year, so we got it all done. And here it is in this manila envelope. Well, you know what's funny about that manila envelope, Tony? What? They received it in the mail. They said, hot dog, here it is. They threw it on their shelf. They went on their trip. Um, they didn't sign it. They never it. opened it. They never signed it. They never notarized it. Oh, they no. never put anything in their trust like their home. Oh, no. You know, and that's the fairly, That's kind of the failure is, yeah, you know what? If you want the too-good-to-be-true deal, if you want the cheap knockoff, hey, look at I, I got the best, most affordable estate plan on earth. Well, you better tread lightly because is it even done correctly? Is, is it even created correctly? I mean, the problem with making a trust is what? It's an empty bucket. You got to put stuff in it. Which is a bigger hassle in a lot of respects than even creating a trust. So, anyways, time for a break. Whoo! I gotta calm down. (laughs) You know, put a cold rag on my forehead or something. This is we're getting out of control here. So,
0: yeah, a lot of people go do the online thing and don't realize that that was a great example, though. Uh, And that's crazy. They 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 brought in the envelope, hadn't opened it. That's awesome.
1: Look, I've seen those so generic when you order them online that someone brought one in once. And there must have been six pages that said, hey, if you live in Massachusetts, this goes, this is, here's some legal stuff. And if you live in Wisconsin, here's some more. It was so generic that it wasn't even customized to their state or their situation. I mean, I was just, anyways, let's take a break. Hey, we're talking about the great wealth transfer. We're talking about how mom and dad are about to give you $68 trillion. This is a fantastic thing. We've spent the last couple of weeks hitting on mandatory distributions and beneficiary designations. And today we're talking about estate documents. If you don't have a proper retirement plan, if you don't know what you're doing, if you don't understand your income and your tax liability and maximizing your social security, you probably have a hole. You need to give me a call at complimentary. I will meet with you. We will create a cash flow. We will create a proper retirement income plan. Shows you where your income's coming from projects your tax liability, helps you understand what your legacy is for your kids, will maximize social security, will avoid Medicare penalties. There's so much to work on. Give me a call. 805-500-7035. 805-500-7035. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in a moment.
0: In today's volatile environment, making sure your assets are properly aligned with your financial goals has never been more important. If you have ever thought that maybe too much of your assets were exposed to market risk, you owe it to yourself and your retirement to check out the Color of Money Risk Analysis. To learn more about this valuable self-assessment, visit us at thelindgroup.com or call us today at 805-500-7035. And welcome back to The Wealth Puzzle with our host, Michael Mansfield of the Lynn Group, and myself, your co-host, Tony Shore. Now, Michael, we're talking about protecting our legacy by having the right uh, documents in place, having sure. a will, powers of attorney, a trust. These are the things that uh, people constantly put
1: off but are so important, right? Yeah, they, they put it off or they make it and then things change. Ah, they don't
0: update it.
1: They don't update it very often. See, you know, a lot of the estate tax laws changed significantly back in 2010. Since then, you know, a lot of trust documents are a lot simpler than they were before that. And so a lot of people have these old school trusts that really create a complicated estate mess when the first spouse passes away. So you need to go in and... and, and look at that stuff and and counsel with an attorney and make sure that the stuff needs to be properly updated it's very important you got to do it um the other thing that was fascinating when i earlier in my career so i started doing this in 2005 so i've been at it for gosh i got we're teasing 15 years woohoo the um but in the beginning back then prior to like 2000 a lot of legal documents like powers of attorney advanced directives they would have expiration dates on them tony of 7 years and so all the time in the early years people would walk in with these old documents that had all expired and you're like oh that's nice you know no one ever looks at this stuff so you didn't realize that it's not even a valid document anymore if you wanted it to be so it's stuff like that where you got to pull it out on occasion you got to make sure the people you listed the names you listed you know who your trustees are you know your beneficiary designations You want to make sure this stuff is in good order and it's working correctly. Right. You got to have it done.
0: Yeah. So important. And so uh, if our listeners out there have questions about this, legacy planning is an estate planning. That's something you help your clients with as well and work alongside estate planning attorneys that you work with, Mm -hmm. correct?
1: Yeah. And this is a a major leg of a proper retirement plan. You got to have your estate planning intact. And it's funny because when we say estate planning or legacy planning, we always think about the next generation. We always think about dying. But a big component is about helping you while you're alive. Once again, an advanced directive, a financial power of attorney, these are documents while you're above the ground, while you're still ticking, when you need care, when you need people helping you. If this stuff's not properly organized, it is a big challenging mess to get it done correctly. Um, one of the things that we had touched on a little earlier was the concept of a living trust. So per legal zoom on the website, just to use their definition, what is a living trust? You know, it's a blah, blah, blah. One advantage of a living trust is that it enables your estate to avoid probate. And then it goes, drills down into probate. You know, probate is basically a public court proceeding at the County courthouse where they have a formality of essentially deciding what should happen to your assets because you didn't properly have things titled. You didn't properly list beneficiaries. So creating a trust is a very important component of avoiding probate, especially when you own real estate. See, the problem is is if you own a house, Tony, maybe it's your name or maybe it's you and your wife's name, right? I don't know. Maybe sort of kind of, um, but what happens if one of you dies? What happens then when both of you die? Who else is listed on that house? Anybody? Mm. Any, any thoughts? Yeah, yeah I don't know. There's nobody listed kids? on there. Right. So you don't put your kids on there because no. that's, a, that's a tax no-no. You lose step up in basis for them if you do that. Yeah, that's true. So you put your house in a trust. That way, if you and your spouse pass away, there is something linked to it as a beneficiary. And then the successor trustees come into the county and they say, hot dog, you know, give me my house. And they can do that without going to probate court. It's very important. It needs to be done. If you own real estate, um, you got to do it. Look at that. Easy peasy.
0: Wow. Yeah. And keep it updated. That's key. And I think there are a lot of tax implications. And that's another reason why you want to plan because you don't want to leave your loved ones with this huge tax burden,
1: right? Sure. And taxes are confusing in a lot of different ways, Tony. I mean, obviously- yeah. One, but when you start talking about estate planning, it becomes very challenging because every asset kind of has its own set of rules. You know, what happens to the stocks? What happens to the retirement account? What happens to the house? One of the, the missteps that we commonly see people do is to avoid using a trust or something like that on your house. People will go add their child to their house. The assumption being that when they die, the kid will be listed on the house and bada bing, it suddenly becomes their house. That is true. The problem is there's some tax hiccups with that. One of the tax hiccups is the child doesn't receive full step up in value. So have you ever heard of that step up in basis, Tony, where basically if mom and dad die and they paid $12,000 for the house and it's now worth $500,000, you get to inherit it at the $500,000 mark. You don't owe all the taxes that they would have owed if they had to sell it. Step up in basis is huge. So you get step up in basis if it properly passes, typically through a trust. If you list the kid on the house while you're alive, they're not going to get full step up in basis. That's going to screw things up and screw up their tax liability. It is very inefficient to do that way. So that's something to consider. The other one is a weird one. So the last number of years, unfortunately, we've come across a lot of situations where mom and dad have passed away. And they're leaving the kids the house. And there's, you know, let's just say, for example, Tony, there's two kids. And the trust is, we'll say, a little generic. And the trust says, I've got two kids. They get everything 50-50. Have a nice life. Very common, right? That would be very right. common language to use. Well, the question is, is what if one of the kids wants to keep mom and dad's house? So, at least here in California, in Ventura County, there's a... Um, you're able to keep mom and dad's property tax basis. There's what's called a parent-child exclusion. So if you inherit the house from mom and dad, you can keep their property tax base. However, there is no child-to-child exclusion. And so what I mean is if someone creates a trust that says, my kids get everything 50-50, have a nice life, basically they just gave their house to their kids 50-50. So each of them technically own it half. And so if one child wants to own the house completely, you know, they essentially have to buy the other child out. But if it's, you know, maybe they take the cash account and they kind of divvy things up however they choose. The property tax assessor doesn't look at it like that. They look at it like you only owned half the house and you just purchased half the house from your sibling. So you're going to actually have a reassessment in your property taxes. See, this is very complicated. It's very confusing. I just kind of touched on it. The point is is there's a lot of pitfalls when trying to figure out how to properly leave your assets to your family. But if one of your children or somebody specifically desires to keep your home, the plan is not to sell it after you pass away, you need to tread a little extra lightly with them on how the language of the trust works so that they don't get a reassessment in their property taxes.
0: Wow. Okay. So, Uh, There's a Ah. lot to unpack there. Um, Yeah, property taxes. I
1: I just yeah, in three minutes I gave you a you know a five week exercise of trying to sort out.
0: Well, sure. I mean, the tax code's only what seventy-seven thousand pages long, or seventy-four thousand. Yeah, no big deal. So, yeah, I. I, But those are the things. I appreciate you you summarizing it for us. (laughs)
1: Well, the, the argument, Tony, is that it was like it was like the online stuff. You know, if you just go buy something generically online because you're looking for the best deal on earth. Be careful what you get, because you might just be creating a bigger mess. You know, you still need to properly title your assets. You still need to fund your trust. You still need to get these things notarized and scant. I mean, there's so much to do to do things correctly. And sometimes, and I just feel like estate planning is just not one of those things where you want to get it, get it too, 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 too cheap. You know, if you got your, you know, $75 estate plan and, or, you know, the other challenge that I see quite a bit is I see a lot of people that go out and and buy the online software, you know, you can buy the, there's some kind of, you know, Susie Orman thing out there for 60 bucks and you can do it yourself. Oh, wow. Which is... Yeah, so but that's a little scary when you don't know any of the rules. You don't know what you're doing. You know, there's six thousand buttons to click, and you don't know which ones to click. You know, you might not be the most suited person to be doing something like that. Sometimes it is worth it to just pay someone to do something for you when they're an expert. Um, so that's kind of the idea. Um, but you got to be careful with the taxes. Once again, looking for step up in basis from assets is huge trying to protect property tax basis is huge. You know, how you deal with even the taxes on your retirement accounts. There's so much stuff to talk about, Tony. We need more time. But we're almost out of time. How sad.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we are almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just got a couple of minutes left. So, uh with these last uh, minute and a half here, is there anything else you want to add for our listeners?
1: Well, you know, it's funny. I we we spend a lot of time on these brief shows you know, 30 minutes a week, and we, we always scratch the surface. We're always scratching the surface of stuff. One of the things that I would encourage to everybody is if I've scratched the surface of something that's interesting to you, just come into the office, make an appointment, come in, and let's talk about it. Because when I can put you in front of my computer, when I can put you in front of my whiteboard, and we can talk in more depth about these things, and I can show you some visual examples and the way things work, I can give you a lot more depth than just scratching the surface. So oh yeah, you know, we always kind of say, hey, if you want to call in 805-500-7035, make a complimentary consultation, I'll help you build out a retirement income plan. Heck, I'll even give you a copy of one of my books, How Your Financial Planner Failed You, which is a guide to helping you create a proper retirement income plan. I think that it's an excellent book and it's an excellent read to help you start organizing Everything. It's not just about your investing, and that's the fundamental flaw with financial planners. Is don't go see a financial planner that just talks to you about investing because that's not a financial planner. That's just somebody selling you stuff. You need a financial plan. You need a financial process. If you come see us, this is what we do. Um, once again, we're the Lynn Group. We're located on Victoria Avenue, right across the street from the Government Center in Ventura, California. It's always sunny and bright here. You can't miss it. So. I think that's it, Tony, right? We're out of time. We are
0: out of time for today's show, but it was a I'm good sad.
1: one. It was a doozy. Who knew the time could fly so quickly talking about all the paperwork you need to die with? <laughs> the um. So give us a call, 805-500-7035. We hope everyone has a wonderful rest of their day, and we will be back the same time, same place next week. And don't hesitate to sign up for our podcast uh, with The Wealth Puzzle. That way you can listen to this stuff on demand.
0: Thank you for listening to The Wealth Puzzle. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805 500 7035 or visit them online at thelindgroup.com.